Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. Um, I'm here with James from Freedom Concepts, so uh, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so can you talk a little about like your history and how you got involved into what you do now? Well, uh, Freedom Concepts, uh, we make adaptive bikes for kids with special needs and a product called the Chill Out Chair. And uh, the company's been around since 1991. I've been around for a long time, <laughs> probably uh, 2003 three or four is when I started and uh, I was actually ironically working at a bike shop mm-hmm. and I met the owner of the company I was helping him with a bike for his son and uh, we just kind of hit it off started talking and he started to share a little bit about his company and how it was growing and he needed more people to help him and uh, I ended up going down for an interview and just fell in love with the company and with the cause and what they were trying to do and I've always been passionate about cycling myself so um, I jumped on board. Yeah. Can you talk a little about the company itself, like what you all do? Yeah. So our, our adaptive bikes are very, very customized. We're kind of known as the most custom bikes that are out there. Um, one of our missions is to really help every kid. We, we always say every, every child deserves a ride of bike. It's a ride of passage. And um, for me, my childhood growing up, growing up, riding a bike was my favorite thing to do with, with my friends. So... Um, unfortunately for a lot of families, just, it's not as easy as going down to your local Walmart and purchasing a very inexpensive bike. Um, so, uh, we basically go around, we deliver bikes to a lot of the therapy clinics, hospitals, educate the physical therapists and occupational therapists on what the bikes do. And, um, that's usually how we get connected with our families. So we hear from the therapist, you know, we put, you know, Sally, Jimmy, Johnny on the bike and they absolutely loved it. And mom is super interested. Uh, that's kind of where we start to do an evaluation and determine what they need, um, for support accessories and kind of just build a one of a kind bike for them. Mm. So that's just like a series of custom bikes. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I, I love that we do is we really make them look fun and cool. A lot of the families that helped us design them back in the day, they were pretty adamant, you know, these bikes are going to look different. Going down the neighborhood, let's make them as sweet and cool as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a lot of, you know, favorite colors, uh, different themes, um, just making it so siblings and neighborhood kids mm-hmm. see the bike and they think it's just a cool bike. Um, we really think it should be a sense of pride for that individual that owns it, um, that they, you know, want to get on and they want to ride it and they, you know, think they're the coolest kid on the block. <laughs> yeah. So like, how are the bikes generally used? Like, is it for like a, a therapy tool, like a physical therapy tool, or is it just for fun or like how, how do you use the bikes? How That's are the a bikes great used? question. Um, pretty much both really. So um, I always start that question off with families, you know, what, what is your goal with the bike? And um, a lot of times the number one thing is just quality of life, just to have that child be able to ride a bike or ride with their, you know, 
siblings or friends um, or to ride as a as a group but um, they also know that there's the benefits to it as well so a lot of times the physical therapists are looking at it as a therapy tool and that's why they're excited to get the bikes for home use because not only can that family go out and ride in the neighborhood and do something fun but while you're doing that fun activity you're also building up improving, muscle tone yeah. Yeah. yep improving your you know leg strength um, tons of benefits from cycling and it's just quality of life. Mm-hmm. It's fun. So you mentioned the chill out chair. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So really the, you know, we've been, you know, bread and butter has been the bikes and, um, recently, I shouldn't say recently, probably now a good 15 years ago, um, was when the original concept came in. We found that just being at a lot of trade shows, consumer shows, seeing a lot of families, we noticed a lot of families were, mentioning that there was nothing for the living room and um i I guess you know being in a wheelchair and power chair all day uh, it's you know sitting in the chairs that we're in right now we're able to get up you know we're fortunate enough to to walk around and for a lot of our kids they develop pressure sores they have skin breakdown and some of them are non-verbal so they can't communicate that they are uncomfortable and want to change up their positioning so Mm -hmm. um we started to ask families, well, what is this concept? What do you want? And they, it was the same story wherever we went. Was, the families would say the exact same thing. We want something that's, you know, more like furniture um, as opposed to another medical product in the house. Um, but at the same time, giving some positioning and posture without going to a full you know, lateral harness and straps, pummels, all that kind of stuff, because then we're just kind of building another wheelchair again. So, mm-hmm. um, so the chillo chair, um, is kind of a deep dish design. It holds you in place, um, elevates the legs a little bit, um, makes it more difficult to kind of roll or fall out of the chairs. Um, and then we have some external positioning wedges that can kind of dial in the posture and positioning to get, you know, as close to 90 as possible while you're sitting. So kind of like a, a beanbag on a, you know, on steroids maybe. (laughs) Right. Right. So you're just like sitting in it. There's not, there's not like a, there's no pedals or anything. It's not for exercise. It's just to relax. Exactly. At this point, we're hoping that they were riding the freedom bike all day and they're exhausted and now they need the chill out. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is awesome. Cause I have a funny wheelchair story. I, uh, so I had a brain injury three years ago. And for a bit, I was in a wheelchair. And while I was in it in the hospital, my dad would wheel me around, except he would wheel me into walls. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Sounds like a cool but, dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so can you talk a little about like your role specifically and what you do? Yeah, so I'm a territory manager. I cover quite a bit of states. I cover half the U.S. Hmm. Uh, so this I'm, is a national company. Yep, we're okay. and we're based actually up in uh, Winnipeg, Canada. We have an oh, office wow. in Atlanta and in California as well, um, but the main factory is up in Canada. Um, I travel all over, so a big part of my job is to educate the therapists and doctors about what our bikes do, um, how you know customize customizable they are, um, just to let them know because sometimes a lot of the therapists are unaware that more medically involved kids can actually get in a bike and still ride. They don't realize that we have, you know, tilt options and all types of headrests and supports mm-hmm. and things like that. So just making sure that they understand that, you know, these bikes are out there. Um, one of our biggest challenges is funding. Um, so, you know, I jokingly say that 
you know, parents are crying because they're seeing their child ride a bike for the first time and they never thought it was a possibility. And then I have to kind of tell them the price and then they're crying even harder because they heard the price. Um, yeah. and they were hugging me earlier and now they don't want to hug me. So um, it's, it's, not, um, it's not cheap to build them. Um, it takes a lot of um, support. We want to be able to offer a lot of customer service after the fact too. Um, so, you know, they are in the thousands of dollars, but they do last a very long time. So that's a great uh, that's a great thing. But at the end of the day, um, it's pretty rare that a family has the means for it because they have so many other out of pocket expenses and co pays. Mm-hmm. Um, so we build up that excitement, and families always want our bikes. It's just you know income wise, it's just a challenge. Right. So what I also try to do is is help out and try to bridge the gap with that funding. So meet with some of the nonprofits. Um, we've been, you know, blessed with Team Luke to do some collaborations and help some kids get some bikes through the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you guys so much for that. Um, and uh, just yeah, being able to, um, you know, present a path for some of these families because they do have a lot on their plates. Um, if you could present a bit of a path and not a guarantee to funding, but at least give them some outlets of here's some, some nonprofits, right. um, here's some ways to potentially get the bikes funded. Um, it it makes a big difference too. But um, mm-hmm. it. You know, it doesn't it doesn't start until they get to actually see the their child on the bike and they get to see how excited they are and they start to realize that this is something that we can do. Um, I had one mom that had told me that, um, you know, at a certain point, you don't want to, you know, put things away and and not, you know, you don't want to limit your child. Um, But sometimes you have to be a little bit more realistic is what she was telling me and saying that there's some things that we just aren't going to be able to do and let's focus on the positive and the things that we actually can do. And she tried the bike and she never thought bike riding was a possibility. And her daughter just in the bike was already starting to initiate some of the pedaling. And she was telling me like, this is something that was in the, we, it's not in the cards for us. And now it's back on the table of it's a, you know, an actual thing that we can do. So um, that always stuck with me. That that was pretty cool that we were able to do that. So um, it's very rewarding to be able to help kids and you know get them out and experience what I'm passionate about cycling. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Do you have any stories that like really stand out to you? Like you're seeing a kid ride a bike for the first time again, or how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I have a uh, one story that I, I I really like. I share quite a bit. Um, there was a family that we met, they tried our bike in therapy and, um, they were ordering it. And at the time they went on our website and they realized we didn't have a gold color and they live in new Orleans and they're huge saints fans. Right. So they absolutely needed to have a gold bike and they were really disappointed. And I explained to them, you know, we can do anything. We're custom, custom. We'll source some gold paint and we're going to paint this gold for you. And uh, I didn't tell them, but I, I secretly did a um, stitching of the Fleur de Lis on the yeah, seat back. Yeah, logo, yeah. Yeah, so we made a bit of a Saints-ish bike for them. Uh-huh. And uh, we made it gold and black with the Fleur de Lis on the seat back. And uh, anyways, her, her son Bauer absolutely loved it. But a couple months later, she sent me an email. And she said, James, I have to share this story with you. All the neighborhood moms are hearing about the Saints bike through the neighborhood kids they're out and they see bauer in the saints bike 
and they've all asked for a bike. They want a Saints bike now. So these moms are texting me saying, I've been to Walmart, I've been to Target, I can't <laughs> find this, you know, where yeah. do I get these Saints bikes? And um, she just thought that that was so cool that, you know, he was the envy of the neighborhood, if you will. Yeah. And um, he was just so proud that he loved that everyone else loved his bike. Um, so we're really big on inclusion and just yeah. allowing you know, kids to have that experience. So, um, that's just one story, but we have so many that are, um, you know, pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And some of the, you know, the moms that we've interviewed, uh, talk about like the difficulty of having their child not be able to join in with the other kids. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool that y'all are offering them an opportunity to, to join in and maybe be, even be the envy of the other kids. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's kind of a, Actually, I have two more questions. So first is like, what's the most rewarding part of your job? I would have to say easily just seeing the, the smiles on the kids' faces and mm -hmm. um, the reactions to the families. Um, you know, at the conference today, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, little girl, Ava, first time riding a bike. And I kind of asked mom to come over and check out a bike. And I could tell she was a little bit unsure if this was even a possibility. Mm -hmm. And we got her in the bike and she was able to do a little bit of initiating and it was just kind of day one, but um, she was just all smiles. So for me, that's just, you know, that makes it worthwhile. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then the, there's a the last question we kind of ask everyone. It's what are your, it could be one, uh, I like to say top three recommendations for families that, you know, are going through, either a child with a brain injury or something similar, what would your recommendations be? Um, I think um, uh, for me, I mean, I know um, I've seen a lot of families just, um, you know, maybe they're unsure of what's out there for equipment and maybe they kind of, feel like there's not those options out there. So like we experience that all the time with families that um, they just didn't know that our bikes were on the market or that they were um, as customizable as they are. Um, so just to be aware that there's, there's a lot more out there for support and equipment um, than you may know. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of funding out there as well. Um, that's another thing that I kind of encounter just being on the manufacturing side is that a lot of the families, when uh, we present some of the grants to them and the foundations, a lot of them don't end up even applying. And when you have that, you know, communication, you meet them at the next show and you, you ask them, you know, you know, it didn't work out. What, what happened? Well, you know, I didn't apply because, you know, we just assume we're, we're, we're hearing no all the time through you know, our insurance and that, that we just assumed that we wouldn't get this grant. So we just, you know, didn't bother. And, and I get where they're coming from. It's, you know, they have a lot on their plate and, and when they're fighting all the time with their insurance, trying to get stuff funded, um, to add one more thing that you're anticipating is going to be another no. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say, I would encourage them to just, um, you know, take the time, you know, and cause it's, it's a better chance than you think. It's not a guarantee, but, um, you know, that's definitely a piece of advice that I try to tell all my families that we work with for sure. Mm -hmm. so. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.
See y'all next time.